This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome to the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast and thank you so much to Victoria Hamilton from Victoria Hamilton Lifestyle for being a part of the Shine On You Crazy Daisy volume two book. Victoria, thank you for being here. Please tell us about your business. Thank you for having me. So as you said, I'm Victoria and my business is as a personal stylist. However, when you get to read the chapter, you'll find why I don't necessarily refer to myself as that. I'm very much more your kind of style best friend, your style and confidence cheerleader. Nice. I like it. Okay. Um, What was what I really loved about the beginning of your chapter was talking about the life work balance, the work life balance. Do you think that this added to the mum guilt feeling that you had when you were looking at what the, what life you wanted to have? Oh my gosh, completely. I think, you know, we all, you know, whether we're in an employed business or like us fabulous crazy daisies starting off as entrepreneurs or have, you know, been in business for a few years, our purpose and certainly my understanding of why I want to work is that I can balance between family life, friend life, personal time that we all need as well. It's so important. And I think in the role that I was in after I had my second child returning back from maternity leave, that balance was off. Mm. And I think we always historically used to talk about finding that work-life balance. And I think it's the completely wrong way to look Mm. at it. You know, really, as individuals, we have one life. You know, why is the work in front of that life balance? It really should be. And for me, it really was the catalyst of finding that life work balance so that I could do all of the things that I wanted to do work wise. But equally, I wasn't sacrificing that time either as a mum, a wife, a friend, mm. a daughter, and importantly, not losing myself in that balance as well, which we all do. I have no doubt that that has been said before, but I have not heard it said that way. Oh, really? Yeah, honestly. And when I read it, I, it was like one of those light bulb things of, oh, yeah, of course, it's the wrong way around. And I wish that everybody would be able to hear and listen to this and think for themselves on, crikey, why have we been taught that up to and how can I change it from this point onwards? It's the conditioning, isn't it? It's part of that, you know, you go to school, you might go to college or university, you get a job, you work nine to five, you retire at 65 and that's your life mapped out for you. You know, when you're a baby, you haven't even decided what you want to do and light up the world with yet, yet we're conditioned to this is how you're going this is what your life is going to be like this is what you will do Mm. and I think you know more especially obviously with the pandemic but even in the last kind of five ten years I've noticed a shift in what people want to do with their life work balance and how it how it needs to be out there so yeah I am screaming it from the rooftops life work balance people (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting you say that because even with the pandemic as well I do think there's been a lot more talk about that that it being that way about life and people now being able to work from home which they weren't before and and find not during the pandemic but from Mm -hmm. now on there may be the opportunity to find more of the life within your work rather than the work within your life 
and yeah I just I think it's amazing to have brought it up and for people to see it and go oh yes of course it just makes sense it makes sense that's what we want to do I'm going to say that that's your quote and that you started it forever so 100% it's all me wait I'm going to say that I came up with it (laughs) (laughs) I've got it in print you can't (laughs) brilliant um you talk in your chapter about the diagnosis for Hashimoto's Yes. And that was a weight of your mind when you got the diagnosis after so long. Yeah. Did you think about, did you think that getting the diagnosis cleared your mind enough to, to find your destiny? I think it certainly helped mm. because, you know, going back to that a life work balance scenario, when I went back to work, it was very much that obviously, you know, you want to give your best self to work. You don't, you're getting paid to do a job Mm. you have great colleagues people that you're working with and you don't want to let those people down however when you've got everything else going on you know in your home life which includes Mm. how your health was suffering you know everyone else then starts to suffer because they don't get that best version of you and it took a long time with going back and forth to the doctors um it's still quite misunderstood as an illness Mm -hmm. um and it's obviously then linked into the thyroid and when they gave me that diagnosis everything just made sense Mm. it was that moment when I said to the GP if I listed everything down it's literally like a tick box of all of the things that you've just told me are part of this condition so for her to tell me that and understand it and she was fantastic and unfortunately she moved to a different practice and I've not necessarily had that same continuum of care but again pandemic Mm. um but to be told that and know that it's not you and that I wasn't going crazy mm. and that all of the feelings that I had were validated, giving me that understanding and that time to be able to go, do you know what, actually, my health is so important, not just for me, but for my daughters, for my husband, mm. for everyone around me. And actually, I'm making myself more ill by trying to do everything for everyone. Mm. And it just wasn't possible. So I think once I'd got that diagnosis, it was that kind of last catalyst point I suppose where I went from being employed to self-employed I just I I I had a diagnosis after a number of years 16 years of misdiagnosis and I remember getting that diagnosis and it was like it was a validation of absolutely making this up and my brain was all of a sudden clearer because I didn't have to think anymore about this thing that had been hanging over me so it yes. created a sense of, of clarity and direction in what I wanted to then be able to go and do because I knew what I was dealing with. So Absolutely. I was it gives you those parameters, doesn't yeah. it? Where you're kind of like, okay, I know that I can, I can do this now, mm. but because of this, I know where my limits are. Whereas before I didn't understand limits yeah. and I'm not a person. And I think a lot of people are the same. We're, we're not people who like to say no. Mm-hmm. And I've very much learned, you know, since I've started my business and especially the last couple of years, when to say no. Yeah. And when I know it's not right for me or for the business or even for clients, mm. it's so important to be able to understand those parameters and those boundaries. Yeah. And by understanding more about Hashimoto's, mm. um, despite when I went to see a specialist, he told me that I was just a tired mum and needed a holiday. Go on. Oh, you can imagine that that went down particularly well. Um, But yeah, by having that, it meant that I was validated in why I was saying no. And even before I got to the point of having to say no, I had and still do have practices in place, you know, in terms of the hours that I work, the amount of star sessions that people can book with me Mm. so that I'm always at my best self and I don't get to that point of 
you know a few years ago where I was literally having to pull myself out of bed every day because I had to whereas now that's very very different again going back to that life work balance it's because I want to how long ago did you get the diagnosis um so gosh it would be I think my littlest must have been about 18 months so she's now six so yeah about well say roughly yeah four or five years so similar kind of times then to my business business yeah because I just remember you walking into live networking events in person and you light up a room as you walk in. Oh, God bless everybody you. wants to speak to you. So oh, you know, that's so lovely to hear. But I, I feel the same about you as well. I remember the first time that I met you and within about five seconds, I was like, oh, my God, I need to know this woman. Who is she? What does she do? She's fabulous. And, you know, it was there really where you'd kind of just launched your networking business yeah. and. Yeah. yeah, you think, gosh, that was such a long time ago and how far we've both come. Yeah, crikey. So why is it important for women to feel dressed and stylish? So it's, this is a really interesting concept because a lot of my clients, when I talk to them about this, think that it could be an act of vanity. Mm-hmm. It could be that they are showing off. Um, but it is the absolute opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Dressing, for me is is a bit like art in the sense that we have all of these fabulous things around us and i have shiny magpie syndrome so i'm like oh this looks great this is pink this is silver this has got sequins you know and we want those fabulous things and we buy them and we put them in our wardrobe Mm -hmm. because we don't want to show our best selves but equally we don't want to show our best selves to our our own self Mm -hmm. so by wearing the best colors for you even when you're on your own on a Sunday afternoon in your joggers and you can't be bothered to get dressed, Mm. if something is still in your colour palette, you know, you catch your reflection or, you know, you just look down on what you're wearing, it instantly boosts your mood. And I talk a lot about having this power of 10 concept Mm -hmm. where if you can start your day trying to aim for a 10 every day, it's what we all want to do, right? We all want to, you know, live the dream, be happy. Mm -hmm. And there are days where in realistic times we're not. But by having that power of 10 dressing sense by going, right, this is for me. It's for nobody else. This is for me. How do I want to feel today? What am I going to wear that's going to make me step out that door, get out of bed, you know, face the day for whatever the day has in front of me. Mm. If you can look at your outfit and you can get to those kind of points where you're feeling a six or a seven, you're on the right way. If you can get up to the eights, nines and tens, then, you know, bang, your confidence is on and you are out the door. But if you're getting ready and, you know, you you feel a bit crap in your outfit, the, you know, the weather's rubbish, you feel a bit rubbish yourself, you haven't slept well, you've got a headache, list goes on. If you then just put on a pair of jeans and a black jumper, I can probably tell you that you're not going to feel your your best self. So mm. by just, you know, not necessarily injecting loads of colour, it doesn't have to be mad, but doing something that makes you feel up to that power of 10, rather than when you look in the mirror and you feel a one or a two, you know, your body confidence goes, your posture goes, your shoulders are down, you're not going to do yourself the very best day that you can. And that's what I want everybody to be able to feel and know the importance that by dressing yourself, using it as an art form can just transform your day. God, you've just made me realise that in what and those days that I want to feel really good and on and confident I yeah. will find the brightest top that I have to yeah. shock people because they go oh that's so bright like oh I know thanks so much yeah and it and, makes you feel good yeah, exactly I had someone point out the other day you're wearing a gray top are you okay and I thought about it I thought no I'm not okay 
yeah really overtired I'm dressing how I feel leave me alone exactly I talk a lot about mood dressing yes that's that's exactly it you know we can kind of go oh yeah the weather's dry and greery great I'm gonna put on a great jumper because it's wet and raining whereas actually you know we are wearing bright colors today and we're you know talking about a podcast you know it's not as though we're you know out in the street and everybody's seeing us but we're dressed for ourselves we're dressed you know giving ourselves the best level of 10 that we can get to for that feeling powerful feeling that this podcast is going to be the best podcast that's ever been but giving this is it this is it but by putting yourself already in that frame of mind you know we talk a lot about mindset but it's very much you know we have to I believe, put ourselves in a style mindset as well as a confidence mindset because the two just go hand in hand together. Interesting conversation. Thank you, Victoria. You're um, so welcome. If there was one lesson you'd want every entrepreneur to know, what would it be? You can't do it all by yourself. Yes. I launched my business and didn't really understand business. I just knew that I wanted to empower women through confidence and style and off i went on my merry little way launched my business got a website quite easily you know put something up myself Mm -hmm. but then i suddenly realized that actually i need help with marketing i need help with accounts i need help with content creation you know all of these other things that you don't necessarily think about before you start a business because we just have that idea and we're ready and we want to go and we're launched and that's it full steam ahead whereas actually you need a good group of people around you. And that is where I met you. And the yeah. rest, as they say, my love is history. History. <laughs> That's amazing. And um, what's your favorite business book? Um, so I have struggled with reading fiction, nonfiction and business for the last few years. Just again, life work balance, it didn't fit in. Um, but I have recently found time to do that. And I have started reading a book called, I have to refer to my notes so I get it right. <laughs> it's called Girl on Fire. And the author is Cara Alwill Labour and she is of the champagne diet. So I already followed her on Instagram, mainly because I loved her name. I mean, that's just amazing, isn't it? Um, And then I had a friend recommend this book to me. And honestly, it's been one of the best insightful books that I've read. It's not big, it's not chunky. It's something that I knew that I would be able to digest quite easily, but equally be able to take something from it. There's yeah. nothing worse than a massive thick book and you get nothing from it. Yeah. And equally, you know, a, an ebook that you see that you're like, great, I can read this in 10 seconds. And actually, again, you've not taken anything from it. Yeah. So if you will, there is a quote I would Ooh, like to share with yeah. you. Um, and it relates so perfectly as to how I relate style for women. Mm-hmm. And I think it relates perfectly with the ethos of us crazy daisies. So Cara says, Your personal brand travels with you through life, no matter what your career is. You have a personal brand as an entrepreneur, as a stay-at-home mum, a corporate professional, or as a barista at Starbucks. Your brand is evident in the way that you dress, in the way that you speak, in the way that you make others feel. Your personal brand is the style in which you choose to do life. It is your truest essence. It's something that will evolve as you evolve. You have a personal brand, whether or not you realize it, so you might as well take control of it. It's time to get intentional about the way you show up in the world. And I read that and I was one of, you know, those moments where you're just like, that is everything that I stand for. Yeah, that's brilliant. 
It's amazing, isn't it? It does. And it's the perfect quote for this chapter of yours and for Absolutely. people. And, and I think on that note, my lovely, <laughs> um, thank you so much for being involved in the book uh, and on the podcast. It has been a pleasure to see you again after all this time. Mwah. Big and, kisses. Uh, I've loved take it. Care. Take care, my love. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for knowledge, accountability, networking, co-working and support. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, thedaisychaingroup.com.